today on the 6th of April. How unbelievable. The 6th of April, um, beautiful people. And um, it was a beautiful day, but very, very cold here in London. Yes. Very cold in London, wasn't it, Lily? Very cold. Too cold to go out for a walk today. We, we did try. We tried. We tried. I was like, <laughs> I tried. It's not looking very likely. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't looking very likely, so. No. Not at all. Yeah, so how are you today? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm still a bit um, groggy mm. on the inside, but um, yeah, I'm feeling good. We're looking great on the outside, girl. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot in store today. We have a lot in store for you as, um, you know, we always, it is a talk show, right? Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about today, National Day, National Day. Should we start with that? What do you say? Who remembers? <coughs> Charlie, you hurt me, Charlie. Is that what it is? It's my finger. <laughs> it is National Sorry Charlie Day today, April the 6th. Um, National Sorry Charlie Day. Each year encourage us, encourages us to view rejection from a different perspective. It's day to think about the times we've been rejected, whether we've been rejected by a sweetheart or a college, a prospective employer or the bank for a loan. Mm -hmm. We've all been refused. I don't deal with rejection very well. Same, same. It's funny because, you know, you guys know that I'm writing a book at the moment. It's a self-help book. And it does actually tackle rejection. Rejection is one of the things that it tackles. Mm -hmm. And it was quite funny seeing that because it's many different days today. Yeah. But I thought, oh, National Story Charlie, and I immediately thought of the little boy that got his finger bitten by his younger brother. <laughs> um, because he was trying to cuddle him and he put his finger in his mouth and he obviously growing teeth. Yeah. And the little one bit his finger. Yeah. But I guess that was a form of rejection for him. Like he didn't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how he saw it, but it says, as it goes on to say, that breakups can be some of the hardest to overcome. Yeah. Especially when we're young. So this type of reje rejection seems to cut deeply and take the longest to heal. And some youngsters d do not heal from being rejected either by their parents, you know, from young, they can take that into their adulthood, can't they? Yeah, they do. Come quite come across quite a few... Um... It's, it's like a, um, abandonment issues. They've got yeah. quite bad abandonment issues. Yeah, but rejection rejection isn't always bad because sometimes we look back and we think, oh, thank you, God. Mm. That was one I missed, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's what today is. National Sorry Charlie Day. So if you've ever been rejected, I'm sure every single one on this earth has in one way, shape or form, like you said, it could have been by a sweetheart, mm -hmm. it could have been by uh, work, the job that you went for and you didn't get the job, mm -hmm. it could have been a bank loan, as stated, and many, many other ways in which we can face that. We might have seen it as rejection as well, and quite clearly it might not have been. No, it might have just been a blessing in disguise, and it says, mm. how do you observe, hashtag national, sorry, Charlie Day, you make a list of all the times you've been turned down. So there are going, there is going to be a list. Each time you may have taken a different path or learned something new. How did you overcome the rebuff? Share your best rejection stories using the hashtag, sorry, hashtag national, sorry, Charlie Day, um, and post on social media. So you can Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Let us know. Tell us about your rejection stories. Let us know today is national, um, sorry, Charlie Day. 
And um, how you recovered from it, possibly. Mm. Have you got any, any times when that happened to you? Yeah, so I really wanted a job. <laughs> Um, out. I really I went for this job interview twice mm-hmm. um, the first time I went for it I was pregnant and didn't get the job and I was just kind of like nah not bothering I'm going to maternity leave anyway and then the person that got the job was pregnant so I was like oh okay mm-hmm. and then I went for the same job same place just before my maternity leave ended mm-hmm. um, and got rejected again and that one really, I was in tears. I was like, oh, nobody wants me. Go, 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 go. And then, like, a month later, they called me and was like, oh, we've got a post for you. Do you want it? So, it's like, yay, less hours. It was, it's a better commute and stuff like that. So, I did get, I was compromising with the other two positions. And the one that I actually got was perfect for me. So, All right, see? yeah. So, sometimes, like you said, a rejection is a blessing. Mm. Definitely. I had a few when I um, done my first children's books, mm-hmm. and um, I have kept all of the rejection letters. Have you? I've kept them. I have a folder. Oh my gosh! Yes, I have. <laughs> I've kept them as a reminder. One man's no is another man's yes. yes. Definitely. And that's what we need to to recognise. That's a point that I make as well in the book. Is that We've rejected people as well. At the mm. same time, we've said no to others. We say no to our kids all the time. Mm. So it's not rejection. It's just it's just that thought of oh no, they said no. Mm. I'm not good. And then you start overthinking everything. I'm not good enough. I'm this. And then you you know pity party. You know that black grey cloud following yeah, you around. Following you around. But sometimes it is truly a blessing. So. National what Lily? National hashtag sorry, hashtag national sorry Charlie Day. Yes. I have a question. This yes. is just literally randomly popped into my mind just now. You know you said we always say no to our children. Mm. How do you feel about a yes day? Yes day. Where if they ask for things you oh, no. have to say yes. I just said no, didn't I? <laughs> just <said laughs> sorry Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, it's a no yeah, from me. It's a no from me. It's a no. We, come on, if they said, oh, mummy, uh, can I have more ice cream? Or can I have more candy? Yes. Or can I have, can I have, can I have? Yes. You have to say yes. <sighs> no, it's Obvious, dangerous. Obviously, you set boundaries. Like, there's certain things you have to say no to. Like, mummy, can I drive the car? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. There's obviously things you have to say no to. But... I was speaking to someone about this the other day and there is something called a yes day where you have to say, if they ask you for something, you have to say yes. So, mummy, can I have a new scooter? Okay, yes. Mummy, can I have some ice cream? Yes, because it's basically along the concept that children hear no hundreds and hundreds of times within a day, week, month and year. And it's to kind of compound that so they don't get used to the no's. They must get used to those because you have to get used to rejection, yeah. which is not nice, but you have to get used to rejection. But they have to have the euphoria that comes along with hearing yes more often than no. Yeah, yeah. So, I may try it, I may not. Let us know what you think out there, beautiful people. Do you believe in a yes day? And allowing the youngsters, look, there's a little one at the door knocking. <laughs> like I say, this is a child-friendly home. So if you hear your children in the background, please, you know, 
yeah so um we're gonna have to say yes come come yeah so um national yes day yes no national no Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Get a bit miffed here yeah we get a little bit miffed here now so moving on swiftly lady mm -hmm. uh, today i thought looking at the uh today in history I thought we would celebrate with someone, his name is William December Williams and you guys are probably working better as Billy D. Williams and it's Billy D. Williams Earthstrong. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yes, Billy D. Do you know who Billy D. Williams is, Lily? A singer? A singer? He's an actor. He's an actor. I've heard the name. He was I in can't... Star Wars. Do you like Star Wars? Oh, him! Yeah. Really the handsome. One, the one black guy that was in Star Wars. Probably, the yeah. first time. Back in the day, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know who he is. Right, so, oh, yeah, Billy Dee Williams. He's named for playing, his character was Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah? Yeah. And that was in The Empire Strikes Back. So I think that was the second one, The Empire Strikes Back, wasn't it? And the fourth episode of Star Wars as well, Return of the Jedi. Was it the first one? No, I feel like he was in the ones where they were fighting against Darth Vader. So that would have been the fifth one. From three onwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was born on April the 6th, 1937. And he was born in New York City, USA. He's now 83 years old. Wow. Now I remember Billy Dee Williams from... A film can anyone okay i'm not going to tell you what another film that he was in but his um side uh or his um, leading lady was diana ross and it, this is most definitely one of my films that will be in my top 10 it is the most it's, oh, it's a depiction of someone's life okay it's what i think it is so if you know it out there beautiful people who did billy d williams star star beside it was a film and his leading lady was Diana Ross. In fact, I think he'd done two films with Diana Ross, if my memory serves me well. All right? Mm. And we might just give out, I don't know if we're gonna give out a little something for that, but we're just gonna throw it out there and see if you guys know as well. Mm. All right? So Billy Dee Williams, it's his Earthstrong. One in, um, quite interesting fact though, he's got a, a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, lovely. So, and another thing that he said that he is, that he's come out quite recently saying, is that he's gender fluid. Does anyone know what that means, gender fluid? Where the side? I don't know. I mean, after all these years, all of a sudden you've decided to be gender fluid. Mm. So he's gender fluid, I don't know what that Which means. Which means you can't call him he. Oh, he, she. No. We. No. Right. He would... Billy would have a pronoun that Billy would like to be called. Right. Um, and I don't know if it if it I don't know if it applies to gender fluid people, but I know it definitely applies to non-binary people that they refer to themselves as they and them. Okay. So yeah. you don't say he or she. You say they would like, or I'm going with them. Mm. Or just call them by their, name, their names. It highlights here that it, the gender changes over time. So a gender-fluid person might identify as a woman one day and a man the next. They might also identify as agender, bigender and another non-binary identity. That's very common. 
confusing, but that's the way the world's going, beautiful people. So Billy Dee Williams, I thought he was, I'm going to say he, was quite hot back in the day on the, that film that we put out there. And that was an interesting fact that I kind of stumbled on. Is Billy Dee Williams not married? He is married. To a woman? Yeah. Which means that she's got children. But that doesn't mean anything. I mean, Philip Schofield mm -hmm. was married with children in his way now, so... Okay. So would he always have been that way? I do think that um, Philip Schofield's always been gay. I think mm. there's been certain vibes that I've gotten from him yeah. that I'm like, mm, maybe he does prefer the other side. But Billy G, I don't know. I, I've, I've, he's a very pretty looking man. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, Ricky J. J. Ricky, I'm not going to repeat that because I've had discussion with you in the week. Okay. And um, I totally do understand where you're coming from. However, you know, um, we are live on there before the watershed. So we will we'll keep it, what's the word? Keep say? it kosher. What I would say is when it comes to anything gender related, I mm. think we, oh, stoned for this. I think we as a society, and not just our community, I think we as a society are very um, used to in air quotes, the norms, mm. being male and female. Yeah. And we've always known about people who are trans who thought they were born in a, the wrong body and then they change from male to female, female to male. Yeah. Um, these new identities that have come along, such as um, gender fluid and non-binary and things like that, are going to take some getting used to, but like the shock that people from the 1910s and 20s may think when they look at people in the 1950s and 60s, oh my goodness, how on earth can they act like that? That's not normal. Well, actually, that's what we're dealing with right now. The thing is, they were doing it then. They were actually identifying, there were groups of people that mm. were in the, the similar situations as we find ourselves in today. Obviously, for specific reasons, mm. it was more... Unspoken. Yeah, but I'm saying like not not just talking about gender identification. I'm talking mm -hmm. about things like what they may have found acceptable in the twenty. For example, um, having sex with someone before you were married in the twenties was no. She's a harlot. That, that mm -hmm. would just not happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas the era of the sixties, where you was a very you know young and free and you know they would look on that and think, oh, that's absolutely atrocious. Whereas that's become a norm now. Do you understand mm. what I mean? So we will, we are looking at this and thinking, oh, that's not really normal. How can they, what does that mean? That's this, that's that. But mm. actually, many people will not like to think this, but come 5, 10, 15 years down the line, yeah. we're going to look back at it and think, oh, yeah. We won't even think about it. Remember those times, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not going to be... It's not going to be not, not, not normal. so topical as, normal. or something that we, we kind of don't fully understand or mm. don't accept. Yeah. It's just we don't have to accept it now either. No, we're entitled to our opinions. Yeah. And an opinion is really, as they say, it's not nothing set in stone. It's, mm. it's just our thoughts on a matter. Mm. However, yeah, it was quite interesting. It was quite... Sh not shocking, yeah, shocking to me to, to know that he was that, that way inclined. That, yeah, that is a bit shocking. And um, it just is what it is, yeah. So Billy Dee Williams, Earth Strong today, he's um, 83 years old. 
and uh, we just thought we'd highlight him because he does have a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame and that's another thing with star on Hollywood Walk of Fame you've got to wonder is there anything behind it but hey yes it's having your name yes. on the floor and for people to be like oh my gosh you got your star on the floor on the Hollywood Walk of Fame I know yes. <laughs> thank you we're asking the question tonight. One of the questions we're asking is it's about cheating, okay? And it was a, uh, a video that you sent me, Lily. Yeah. It was a discussion that these women were having and they were speaking about cheating, cheating respectfully. So is it, can it ever be respectful? Cheating, can it ever be respectful? So we're going to be looking at that a little bit later on and um, going a little bit into that question so we're just throwing that out to you and the lines will open after 6 30 beautiful people give us a shout 07895 that's 07895 so lily mm -hmm. do you know what you're eating <coughs> do you know what's in your food yeah you do because we almost had quite a heated um, discussion this <laughs> afternoon <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow. I don't care what's in my food. You don't care what's in your food? I mean, okay, how do I say this well? I care about all the cancer-causing foods that mm. we do eat, yes. But if we paid attention to every single ingredient in every item of food, yeah. we would have to be vegans that grow food in our back garden. But even the vegan food is not the best because they use a lot of soy products. That's what I'm saying. You have to eat vegan food from your back garden. A vegetarian, you mean? No, vegan. Vegetarians eat cheese. Ve I mean leaves. Right, okay. Leaves is good. Leaves is good. However, if you knew your child was going to be affected from the food that you're eating, mm -hmm. surely you would take a much deeper look into what goes into the food that we go and buy off the shelf. You would just at reduce... Tesco's, at Asda's. You would reduce the amount of those foods that they eat on a regular basis. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's what I would do. I just wouldn't... I wouldn't cut it out of their diet. I would just reduce mm. the amount of food that were processed and stuff like that out of their diets. Yeah, because I asked that because uh, Wayne, it was a friend of mine, Wayne, that sent a video over to me and um, he was showing the yummy spice bun because it was Easter mm -hmm. and a lot of people eat bun over the Easter. Mm -hmm. So it was the yummy spice bun that's on special. It was three pounds, but it's normally 3.49 and the national spice bun. Okay, so they gave lots of allergy advice mm -hmm. in it. And they also gave all of the ingredients because a lot of us like to see the ingredients, but it also came for safety warning. Yeah. And the safety warning was Sunset Yellow FCF may have, this is one of the ingredients, it's an E110, that is the actual preservative or the E number. Okay. And it says may have an adverse effect on activ activity and attention in children. Mm -hmm. Now, that was like a bit of an alarm bell for me seeing that the food's going to have an adverse, may have an adverse effect on activity and attention in children. Yeah, that, you sit down and let them eat the whole pack of bun. That's an adverse effect. Mm. Sit down and let them eat mm. a whole bun to themselves. No one's going to do that. But in other, it's like, for example, 
giving a child McDonald's mm-hmm. is going to have an adverse effect on their behaviour because it's got so much sugar in it that it has them run, it has them running up and down the walls for the next hour and a half. But it is the frequency that you're giving it to your child. Right. Are you a healthy eater, but then every now and again you have a little bit of, you know, you have sweets, you have a bit of junk, you have mm. a bit of a binge, or are you just... Do you always have processed food? Do you always have these foods on a day-to-day basis? Okay, what do you put I it think like that's that? what it, I think that's the difference. If, mm. it was given, if the girls were sitting down eating a whole bun themselves, then that's something to be worried about. Of course, a concern. Okay, because I just thought, wow. And it's, just, it's not just in the bun. No, yeah. It's in practically everything. Mm. These um, FCFs, okay? So it's, it's in, they use it as well for makeup your makeup, mm-hmm. the colourings, as well as um, other things. Now, what they were saying is before all this artificial colours and all that stuff, they used to use natural products like saffron mm-hmm. or the, the orange colour because that's what FC um, F is, as well as uh, carrots, mulberries, beetroot mm. to get the natural colourings mm. for food because it has no nutritional value. But it's just for the colour, so... Yeah, but it's expensive to do it that way. Mm. If you think of it, if you're a market, you're churning out hundreds and hundreds of these th- these products. Mm. Whereas if me and you was to make spice bun, which we can, we could all get the recipe online and make it in your own home with yeah. pure ingredients, um, we wouldn't be adding the colouring into it. So would you not prefer to make it, or is it just for the convenience of it? That it's convenient, but I would prefer to make it. Yeah. I, I quite enjoy... I've just discovered that I can bake a little bit, so I quite enjoy it. Yeah. But I would, if it was just always oh, out and we needed something quick, bun and cheese is quick, just slice two pieces of bun and stick some cheese in the middle, mm. and it's a nice little snack. Do you know what I mean? It's nice and quick, but um, if you have the time mm. to make it, then definitely make it yourself because yeah. then you're still enjoying the flavours of back home, but you're not having all the rubbish that they're putting into it to keep it preserved, to keep it on the shelves, because that's what preserved is there for, okay. to keep it on the shelves. Mm. So but that's colouring. Your thoughts out the beautiful people. When it comes to your food, do you, are you an avid um, label reader? Or you just, for convenience sake, just um, shop and don't pay much attention in the sense of it doesn't really bother you? Mm. Or are you sort of like old school and like to cook up a storm mm. in the kitchen? And you don't have to worry too much about preservatives and additives because you've already, what can we say, you've already, you, you cook in an organic kind of way. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, I do prefer to cook. If mm. I could cook every day, I would cook every day. I say if, I imagine we could cook every day, but there are the days where you just, I'm quite a emotional person when it comes to food so there are some days where you just want junk mm. and on those days if I'm eating junk then obviously everyone else in my house is going to eat junk so we're going to have those not so wholesome foods in our diet but I do think it's the frequency that needs to be that we need to be worried about more than anything if you're going to have it on a regular it's just like if you eat a bag of sweets and it? it's better to eat a bag of sweets in an hour than to graze or graze on them every 10 minutes mm, okay so you kind of put things into perspective but still i uh, i do read labels i do read labels and 
I, I'm finicky about food anyway, you know that already. <laughs> I, I barely go out and eat in the restaurant because I don't know what the kitchen looks like. All these things come into play for me, so I do read. So it was something that more struck a chord with me. Mm. I don't eat McDonald's. You know, the last time I went and had McDonald's, we took the children out. Yeah, I, I, I broke out in hives. <laughs> like, you know, I did. I broke out in hives. Like, I'm like, why am I <laughs> in this junk? And my body fought against it. But is it my mind? Yes. <laughs> or is it the food? <laughs> I feel like you have this psychological thing when it comes to food, which is good because it means that you are consistently eating good food. You eat home cooked meals consistently every day. But it is definitely your mind saying, No, we don't like this. And then you just start bursting out in hives. headaches and hives. Oh, sounds of Cloud Nine, Dolly DJ Johnson, DJ Spinner. That was a, a remix from DJ Spinner. And that was Donna Gardier with Bet You Wouldn't Hurt Me. And there's quite a few versions of that one there, actually. Mm. That Bet You Wouldn't Hurt Me is quite a nice one. So Naturally Lily. Yeah. We were speaking about it being... Uh, National Soy Charlie Day. Yeah. The day for when people are rejected, but often a rejection turns into a blessing. Yeah. And the question that we're posing out to all of our beautiful guests tonight is can cheating, can it ever be respectful? And that was in line to a video that was sent with these ladies um, saying what they require when it comes to that. We'll be looking at that and we have a few answers to that as well. And we'll be looking into that. But first off, we're speaking about um, this minister driller. All right. So we know that we have a, a mayor, what do they call it, election coming up in May. Yeah. And this uh, drill minister, he's a UK drill rapper and he's running for London mayor. And what he wants, he was raised in South East London and he wants to really represent the working class. Do you think that this will Sorry. be apparent? Your thoughts on that, naturally, Lily? Um, as I say, maybe. Can he minutes. represent the working class? Mm, yeah. I don't think he can. Why would you say that? I don't know, I just. He's come from a working class background, so surely he's got at least uh, some experience in that, from that background, when we think about it. I know, but why do you, why do these, okay, why do these, um, I don't know, I, I just, I personally don't think he can represent the working class. He said that he's running for mayor because he doesn't believe that people from his background um, London's true working class are well, truly, are truly represented. Mm. My argument with that is, he's a drill rapper minister. Mm. Already, I find an issue with that, and they already put us in the category of all your type of people are footballers, rappers, or something to do with athletics that makes you useful, and now you're just kind of proving it. Mm, the sad thing is, because um, this was an article that we found on uh, Al Jazeera, and it says that the, the highlight is drill music 
as it supports violence. Yeah, it's YouTube. very angry. And um, that by request of the police that a lot of his videos have been taken down. So that is that is kind of the first red flag to degree. Well yeah. or are, are they, is is um, this dual minister exposing, like he says, the country's dirty secrets. They just want to take his music down because his kind of drill music is most probably being listened by these young angry boys mm. and is telling them, I know this is the type of music you like to listen to, which is why I'm using this music, but the road that you're going down is wrong. And if that encouragement works the way he wants it to work, then the police don't have no one to beat up. I've just made a very outlandish statement there, but that's my opinion. Right. Um, but then on the flip side of that, he is using quite a negative outlet mm. to try and make a difference. I don't know, it's just very confusing, I think. Well, we said that his music does highlight the things that politicians actually don't want to hear. So speaking about the underprivileged, speaking about the reality of poverty mm. and speaking and saying that the, it's down to the po politicians who have actually created this reality for the underprivileged under people. Mm. So, I mean, his argument's right, but maybe it's just the way that he presents it. Yeah, most probably. Mm. Mm. I think as well, a lot of people at the moment are very outspoken and they don't want the most outspoken to be heard. Mm. And if you are, if you are already going to be, um, in an in a if you already have a platform where your voice is being heard and mm. listened to yeah. and then we give you this additional platform of london yeah not that he's going to be able to make any changes but i think a lot more people's voices may be heard maybe that might mm. be another reason why they want to shut it down i just i personally think okay it's great that he wants to go in there and make a change i don't think the um kind of people the real side of it is is the greatest idea mm. maybe that was just a style maybe like you know to get into politics because of um possibly because they are closing his um, channel down they're not showing his stuff mm. and he has a voice that wants to be heard he wants to help the people but now he's going about it the right way but does and he really he think goes, his voice is going to be heard just because of now yeah, well, was Sadiq Khan's voice heard? Did he change a lot of things? I don't know, London just seems worse than ever for me. Yeah, public transport's When you think about it, it is terrible. And I know you've got travel on the train. Public transport's more expensive and every single back road has those stupid box things in the middle of the road. So when you're driving, you have to use the main road. How does that make sense? How does that it make sense because of what they want to implement? Yeah, getting everyone to drive on the main road and pay congestion charge. That's, exactly. That is what they want to implement. Well, that doesn't help your labour. So, Sadiq hasn't helped there. I don't know if he, if he will have another term, to be very fair, but you can understand why this drill minister, he wants to focus on the underprivileged, he wants to focus on the homeless, which they get they get overlocked a lot as well. Yeah, they definitely do. And I mean, if they could find them homes during this whole 
um, situation that we've just been through, mm. then surely they should um, stay in the homes that were found for them. My thing with home, the homeless is I find it really upsetting the fact mm. that a lot of these homeless people and a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you're homeless, you can you put yourself there. Maybe some of them did. Mm. But then when they go to get jobs, you have to have an address to put down to apply for a job and then like where your letters and things like that are going to go to or an email address or something if you're homeless how are you going to get access to these things mm. and i know you can get a p.o box at the post office it costs 35 pound minimum oh you can put the job center down as your address how many job centers are there within they used to, i remember you used to be able to see three four job centers mm. along just one little high road where are the nearest job centers where people are actually physically going to be able to get there to put their address down. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just like, it's like a double-edged sword. You have yeah. to have an address to have a job, but I don't have an address because I don't have a job. So I'm stuck. Yeah. And he says, like, for, like, he says all this costs us money as well. Mm. Like, if they get ill, you know, it costs the taxpayers money. Mm. And it always falls on the taxpayer to do specific things. Whereas if, I guess, if they, they had certain things in place for underprivileged people, for homeless for those ones that are wanting to strive to do better, mm. then it, I, it, I guess that's in an ideal world. But it shouldn't it's be in an ideal world. It's still going to be a stress on our taxpayers. It's not going to make our tax yeah. any less. Mm. Yeah. You know I mean, everything that's on a, a taxpayer's shoulders, just because they give some relief and, and help out in a certain area, that doesn't mean that our tax is going to be any less. Mm. Yeah. He says he also wants to improve, improve housing and the housing shortage. Mm -hmm. So it said Sadim Khan promised to build 10,000 homes by 2022 for 1.67 billion. Um, only a fraction of those houses were actually built, a fraction of those houses. Corona or Corona, this is not acceptable. Londoners need transparency to move how their money is being used instead of empty promises. So what makes us think that his promises are going to be fulfilled? And in answer to the housing shortage, mm. the funny thing is, housing is being built. Yeah. Oh, because how many flats and high-rises have we seen built in the last year? Mm. But none of these are for people that need social housing. And that most that 1.67 billion, most really did go into half of those um, places that have been put up that are now going to have landlords that are going to charge people an arm, an arm and a leg to live there. So the, Sadiq Khan could say, well, my promise was fulfilled because I did put 1.67 billion into building those properties. Mm. It's not my fault if they can't afford to live in them. Yeah, but it should have been affordable housing. Affordable housing. What is affordable housing? I was housing just going to ask you the same question. What is affordable housing? For someone who's on minimum wage, I think minimum wage now is 750 mm. or 8.50, one of them, what is affordable housing with someone who you've got say for example your two-parent household and you've got two children that you've got mm. paid for well i know of one lady i read an article a while ago she's a nurse mm -hmm. and she can't even afford to live where she lives yeah but she's a she's a nurse doing a great role saving half of the people that were um, ill during this time yet she can't even afford no. to to look after herself she's got a job because the prime minister thinks that giving the nhs workers one percent is enough mm, that's just the price of a cup of coffee 
if that. Yeah, Costa. And I tell you, so I bought a cup of coffee on the hill last week. <laughs> and it was served to me in an espresso cup. <laughs> that, was a, that was like a, just a regular coffee. A cup of coffee was served to you in an espresso cup. Espresso cup. Yeah. As in a shot glass. Yeah, well, you might as well have called it that. Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. And, the and price, you paid the normal price. Normal price. So everything's getting smaller, guys, as well. It's just like, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. So let's see if the straw minister will work through um, getting what we asked for. Mm. Al Jazeera asked him, fighting crime looks, looks to be a key battleground for the elections in May. How would you approach the issue of rising crime? What specific policies and me measures would you put into place? That's one of the questions that was asked here, that he was asked. And his response was? He wants to challenge people's perception of where crime comes from, as many do not think about who stands behind these numbers. I, I guess I, I kind of... I fully agree. Yeah. Because there's an advert that comes on ITV and it angers me every single time it comes on. Mm. It's a black mother crying her heart out because she's explaining how her son got stabbed. Right. And it's basically an advert talking about... Um, it's something to do with knife crime. Mm. And every time I hear it, it makes me vex. The only reason it makes me vex is because... It's me, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's almost like... And this is every single one of those adverts. It's not like one advert's a black woman, another one's a white woman, another's an Asian woman, another's a Hispanic. It's just this one black woman crying about how she had told their family or he's in hospital. And I'm, they're thinking, but it's not just black views that get stabbed. No. And no uproar is going on about this advert, but then you've got a happy black family on Sainsbury's and everyone has something to say about it. Mm. So that he's very right about that then, isn't it? It's who's behind these numbers. Mm. And it's, 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 quite, it's kind of covert because the whole truth, the full truth is not really coming out. So I understand when he spoke about wanting transparency, wanting transparency uh, when it comes to, uh, to, govern, to governance. Yeah. So letting the people kind of know. So what are your thoughts out there, beautiful people, as regards to this dual minister becoming prime not prime minister dual minister becoming mayor of london now he is a younger person he has a, a drill rap career behind him it sounds a bit like um kanye isn't it kanye, i was just kanye gonna say it sounds like, kanye made a very valid point the other day that mm -hmm. i agreed with sorry to cut you yeah but someone asked him the question obviously he was um married to a white lady mm -hmm. and someone asked him the question about oh um don't you think that you're, um, oh, what's the word, like, kind of going against your people, like, by being with a white woman? And it, it wasn't that word in those specific words, but he was basically saying, yeah. He said, we always are the ones that fight and complain about the white people and we're pointing the fingers and saying, you've done this to me, you've done this to me, I want this back. But then in the same next breath, you're going and instead of going and buying land, you're going and buying this brand, that brand, rapping and music about things that are going to get you arrested by the police. Mm. This word, I think that's how I feel about drill music. 
and you're doing all of these things how does that help your community mm. you're complaining about those that are judging your community but then you're com com um, contributing to their misconceptions and these silly stereotypes mm. well as Drew Minister says here we need to guide our young people mm. through the obstacles of life in London so maybe he started out um, wanting to speak about these things mm. and maybe using dual music was one of his only ways to get of through. getting out but he's changing his perspective he's wanting to go into politics now and he wants to help these young people like he says he expects them to navigate uh, a capital lifestyle driven by money and more money mm -hmm. we are training them to get rich fast to survive that's the streets that's on the streets of london mm -hmm. that's what these young boys are growing up like quick money but getting it in the wrong kind of way yeah so he wants to he wants to change the narrative, change the narrative and that is one of the the, the reasons behind crime as well mm. you know he says that um in other words crime is generated by the concoction of increased pressure to make money and lack of moral support for our youth so he's talking a lot of sense lately. It is, but him talking about transparency, it's not like we don't know that we're mm -hmm. not the ones that commit the crime. Do you know what I mean? That if you're talking about getting in position to open up the eyes of the others, that's they know that already. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's you're then gonna have to change things like the media, you're gonna have to change things like half of the stuff that is put in front of our faces mm -hmm. because it's about like we speak about this all the time, representation. The representation we see of ourselves on television, mm -hmm. on whatever platform you're watching, whether it's terrestrial TV or internet television, representation is so important, it's so key. And if you are seeing yourself as fast money makers, or using not so um, recommended methods of earning money, yeah. then that's what that's all that you're going to think that you're useful for so that's if he wants to make the change that's where he needs to make the changes does he have the power to do that as mayor i don't think so mm -hmm. he's got the power to take down all their road things but i don't think he's got the power to change what's happening in the media well i guess he could be a good role model all the roadmen <clears throat> that know him could mm -hmm. say look oh well i've, I've made a change mm -hmm. and perhaps i mean i know that there's this new uh, what they call it, new political party. Yeah, I can't remember their name. I can't remember the name, but um, I know that they they're around. Yeah, but I don't see much presence from them. This is why I can't even remember the name. I can't even remember the name. So um, that just just goes to show, doesn't it? That mm. you know what 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 do we have to kind of look forward to mm. in that sense? But if he can turn these youths around. And make a difference, tackle crime, which uh, crime has been there for since day mm, job, mm. then hopefully check him out, beautiful people. I check honestly him out. think he could win, and it's not for a positive reason. Mm. But if the, the reason he would win is not positive because they will do it for whatever quota they're trying to cover. But if he does get a position mm. and is really meaning to make change then it could be a good thing i guess i think he i think he could do great stuff i really do because he's, he's wanting to go to the to the core and the heart of the matter mm. so i think that he he could possibly make a change but just then is it just another obama it looks great for eight years but 
I'm just go in and undo everything. Yeah. Mm. Well, beautiful people, let us know. Yeah. 07895 134713. That's 07895 134713. Oh, yes, you can make it happen indeed. Sounds of Mariah Carey there. And we had Stevie Wonder, Do I Do, just before that. Uh, we can make things happen, right, Lily? Definitely. If you want it to happen, you can make it happen. Make it happen. A bit like the um, the motivation that we had at the top of the show. We were just mm. highlighting about happiness. And really, happiness is down to every individual. No one else can make you happy, beautiful people. We can, they can enhance your happiness, but they can't make you happy. We're the only ones that really are in charge of our happiness, right? Definitely. Definitely. So in saying that, we've been asking the question <laughs> at the top of the show as well. Can you cheat respectfully? Your thoughts out there? Your thoughts, Lily? I don't even know what that question is asking. Mm. Can you cheat? No. Can you, that, can you respectfully cheat respectfully? How does that make sense? No idea. But the one in that, that uh, the video that I saw that you sent over, they were quite happy to be in a relationship where their partners would cheat on them. I mean, yeah. Now, the article that um, we also referred to today was about this guy. And um, he, he lives in New York and he says he's a serial cheater. Right? So the woman says there's something really psychotic about serial cheaters, but we can't hide from the fact that it is something that people do. I mean, okay. Why would you be proud to say that you do it habitually, for one? Mm. But I can see both sides of the argument here, not with a habitual cheater. I just fully don't agree with that. But with someone who um sorry my document's gone but with someone who i can understand what may push someone to cheat once what what would push someone to do that i mean there may be many factors that may contribute for you to be that person that may step out mm -hmm. of a relationship forced out step out however you want to look at it but my thing is you've done it once okay have you both reconciled if you've reconciled then fine she's got to get over it and kind of um deal with the decision that she's made mm. but that doesn't give you the go ahead to then make this a regular thing so this guy that um this serial cheese that we're speaking about he's gone anonymous well that's the first thing obviously <laughs> okay but he said she would that um um he said that should you see he's cheated on his fiance about 20 times and they're not even married so she's got escape but doesn't want to break up with her because he loves her well he obviously doesn't if he keeps on doing it yeah that's the point isn't it that is the actual point like he's 20 times leash you said once just now once, once. is it's it's almost like you've done it once mm. i've I mean, most women that w that would have had a man step out on them or partner step out on them yeah. 
would have a hard time mm. rekindling that relationship but somehow they managed to do so if that's the case they're still going to have strifes and stresses mm. every single time something comes up because they're going to know that it's happened once yeah however the partner should be doing the most to make that person feel like this isn't going to happen again you shouldn't be oh okay they've forgiven me once that must mean they'll forgive me 77 times in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. No, that's not what that means. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's then said, um, the fact that he's then said, you know, I... Do not want to leave her because he loves her? Don't leave her because he... Love, love can't come into the question there, right? No, maybe he loves her, but he's definitely not in love with her. Like, I, I'm a full believer of love loving someone as a person and being in love with that person i do think there is a difference and Mm -hmm. i think that some people blur those lines and think oh because we have amazing coitus and things just seem to work that that must mean it's okay for me to go and do what i'm about to do no that's not what that means Mm -hmm. and that means that you're taking her for a fool and then does that mean she doesn't even know has she even been able to forgive him once? Or does it mean that, yeah, I think she must know about it. And if she doesn't, I, I mean, would you... Does any woman know? Does any man know? No, because it's the fact that he said, I, I can't leave her. Mm. <laughs> That's what's getting me. I can't leave her because I love her so much. But then, is she even been given the option to make that decision? Mm-mm. He says his reason for cheating is when it's someone else, you've, you're exploring somewhere you've never been before oh, and your heart is racing, you can feel the excitement in her as well. I think that it really that it's really amazing just having that. If I go a certain amount of time where I haven't been with anyone new, I start to feel like I'm bottling something up. Then you shouldn't be in a relationship, you just have, you should just have maintenance people i like yeah. this today you don't have relationships you have maintenance companionships yeah. which means when you feel that you need a flutter mm-hmm. you contact your construction worker that's 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 all that means serious wow someone made the comment this is she asked the um she said the gp asked her the doctor asked her are you in a, do you have, are you having a relationship? Are you um, active? No, she said, are you sexually active? She said, yes. Mm. Okay. Um, how long have you been with your partner? Oh, no, I don't have a partner. Oh, okay. But you have maintenance people. Well, that's a nice one. Yeah, I've got maintenance people. So that's mm-hmm. fine. You don't be in a relationship. You have maintenance people. Mm. But you don't string someone along. 20 maintenance people down the line. Because they give you flutters. I know, that's what oh, I said. This yeah, is someone I want to see that. and I just want to... <laughs> I know, because at the end of the day, he's obviously taken just his feelings into consideration and not the feelings those of his fiance. I mean, you're engaged to be married. Now, I would need to know. I, I would need to know. So that can say, do you know what? Once, okay, once, even twice... Yeah, it's a stretch. Yeah, that is stretch. that is asking a bit much. That really is. But to that's lack of respect. I'm sorry. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful people? Can what I, are your thoughts? Yes, can I just read this paragraph? Yeah, it says <coughs> there is such a thing as respectful infidelity. 
that's one of the things that I always think about. As much as I've been unfaithful at, unfaithful at times, I've tried as respectfully as I could to do it without hurting anyone's feelings and getting caught. You keep your phone history clear or blacklist numbers from being able to call you or text you. Also, don't ish where you eat. Sure, it's much easier to go and have coitus with your secretary than it is to have town to leave town and go somewhere and meet somebody randomly but New York City is big enough where you can meet someone who you will never see again. Anybody from work those people have to be off limits and I've never been with a married woman. Now I'm just going to break this down. There's some serious detective work that this person is doing mm -hmm. that to cover up their crime. Mm -hmm. You know like when a murderer wipes the scene and gets rid of all the fingerprints. That's effort. But then there is residue left. But that's Isn't effort. Residue? Yeah, there's a lot of effort. Ducking and diving. Much, why would you do that? Why would you go through that much effort to lie? And the thing is, like he said, he's cheated on his wife or his fiance 20 times. Is that 20 individual people? Because he likes, it seems to like the conquest. What's it? And then moving on, he likes to feel that feeling and move on from that feeling. You know, and it's... Um, Health-wise, I mean, that his mind he must has be somewhere, right? twenty different people's energies intertwined yeah. with his. Uh, sorry, twenty-one because he must sleep with his wife as well. Mm. So twenty-one energies intertwined with his own energy, and he thinks, "Oh no, I need, I need a new, I need a new healing." But it's not just twenty-one energies with those How? twenty women. It's it's him contaminating. All of those women no, with each other's have, energy. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. In that, oh, well, him to contaminate yeah. them. Yeah, mm. yeah. Fair enough. But I just. And then he's got the cheek to say, oh, "I've never been with a married woman." Then you must know that it's wrong. Then. Mm. Or is he afraid that a husband might track him down? I think you are right in saying that if if that's the kind of lifestyle that he wants to live, that he he doesn't commit to someone because no. he's only going to break the trust of that relationship because he's going to get found out in the end i don't yeah. know i don't know what anyone thinks that you can do things you can do badness mm. outside that no one will ever find out about like when you you're young and you used to go and take a little meat from the dutch pot <laughs> you can hear the dutch pot upstairs you've been caught they know it's happening they just not they have just haven't you just haven't got licks for it yet never heard that expression going downstairs and yeah, taking man, just take meat it. from the dutch <laughs> pot <laughs> and you put the lid down so quiet and it goes oh just quickly run away so it doesn't sound like a gong does it <laughs> the dutch pot sounds like a gong the but you're gonna I mean, get caught in the end yeah. and even if it's not your woman that catches you you will have to answer to your maker eventually mm, mm. but then it must be you must be carrying a lot of debris as well because as well as you well, like emotional guilt yeah i doubt they have emotional guilt if they feel like they're entitled to this kind of lifestyle but it must catch up with them in feeling wise eventually yeah yeah because then you just feel like a they must at some point just feel like a bit of meat or it's just an addiction as to why they just need to he spoke of it the way that he spoke of it just then was almost as if it was just like, you know, when you, your endorphins get going before, 
the chase. It's the chase mm. before the, the, the kill, as it were. And he went through all those emotions and he it heightened his pleasure, right? That he had to go for the chase. But it's like he's literally writing a text. He's writing a manual for other male cheaters out there. Mm. Yo, bro, this is what you do. You make sure you just... You do hotel for one night, but you don't make too much, and you must use protection. It's like you're writing a, a, a self-help book. Mm. That's mm. what this reads like. Well, he was anonymous, so he obviously didn't have enough respect for himself to even. There you go. He was. There and, you go. Or he doesn't want his woman to find that's, out. Yeah, I was gonna say that in a sense. But those women that spoke about it mm. said that they wouldn't want to know. One, don't um, don't not use protection. Two, I don't want to know about it, mm. and I'm cool with it. That's what the women yeah, are saying. Yeah, but some men don't think that. Some men think it's okay if, say, like the woman says, "Oh, don't worry, I'm I'm on the pill or something." That that's okay. But they, so how do they protected. know? They yeah. So how do they know that their their men are not going out there and having relations with these other women, and the woman's like, "Oh no, don't worry, I I take the pill." Yeah, but you still got to protect yourself. Pill doesn't yeah, protect you from STIs. Some men don't realise that. Mm. No, that's not, that not everyone true. is. Not no, on it. He'll be surprised. I've got an app, and some of the questions from people who have had children, mm. still asking about how this whole manifest, how it manifested. Do you understand that? Rubbers are only 98% accurate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I got, I got pregnant even though we used protection. Okay. But on the packet it says... Yeah. ...is only 90% accurate. Mm -hmm. Can you get can you get pregnant if you do it this way? Really? Mm. And this is where, as well, I feel like with parents that take their children out of sex ed classes, I know that it's very, it's still a very taboo subject and a lot of us parents are just like, eh, nah, not sitting in that lesson. But I spoke to us, I went and done a session um, for the youth club, the um, foundation that we support, and there was a sexual health nurse there, an sexual health educator there, and she said, you will be surprised about the amount of adult women that have no clue about how to protect themselves and their partners when it comes to sexual intimacy. And it is because they tend to be the people that have come from the backgrounds or the religious upbringings yeah, where yeah. they're like, no sex before marriage or no, my child doesn't need to be in that class because they're not having sex anyway. Mm, when they do, they really do because it's no, funny. No, they might not be, might, might not be, in, they might not be having, they may not be having sex, yeah. but, um, they will eventually. It's good to be forewarned and forearmed, as they say, isn't yeah. it? As opposed to, and it's funny because I had a um, speaking to mum over the start end and she was highlighting that within her group mm. that um, there are young um, women that the that men, this isn't probably a topic for us to cover another time, mm. within the religious circle mm -hmm. are the pastors Grooming the children, the girls. They groom the girls and they're impregnating the girls. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so as much as <clears throat> then the girl will say, oh, pastor such and such touched me. And then that they won't believe, be believed. Yeah. So we need to educate. It's going back to that education, isn't it? Mm. Educating our youngsters to know mm. that 
where if you feel uncomfortable, and it's not just our daughters either. No, it's our sons Because well. it's us, the sons that are being yeah. touched as well. So, you know, I know we've kind of gone off. So I think a lot, of, a lot of us, me speaking as a parent, it's a scary thing mm. to think about having to educate your child on the matters of sex and all of that kind of stuff. But what would I prefer? Would I prefer for them to bring home something that I'm, I'm not going to welcome into my house? Or would I prefer for them to be aware of all the ins and outs, the pros and cons, the consequences and the repercussions of their actions? And this is why, going back to that whole cheating situation, that, you know, it, you've got to be considerate, really. Mm. And Naomi um, makes a point about maybe the question should be, how can cheating be done respectfully? Well, I guess just don't do it at all. And if you want to go out there and do whatever you want to do, then not on someone else's terms. Yes, Lily. <laughs> Sorry. John Ken says, remember, this is a two-way street. They are in control of their cookie. These women are in control of their cookie. That is very true. Yeah. I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. We shouldn't actually refer to it as a cookie because then some children think that that's yes, acceptable. Yes, yeah. We've got to be careful of the right. wording. But... I, I get what John Kent is saying. However, this man that has gone and been unfaithful 20 times, mm. with each of those 20 times, did that person that he was being intimate with, well, not intimate, because he said he didn't like the intimacy that he was going and having his affair with, did they know that he was already in a relationship? Because point. maybe 10 of those would have been like, nah, my bits are precious. You can go and jog on. And move on to the next one. But this is another thought then. Women out there, are we so desperate as well that we just give it up just like that? Or are we telling these men what we want? Because someone else made that point as well. That a man says to you, oh, what's, what do you look for in a man? And you go and spill everything that you expect. Yeah. And then in the first six months, he's been all of those things that you told him that you wanted him to be. But he's got a woman. But him have a woman. Yeah. And you, you're And you don't that. know. And you're like, oh, but he treats me right. And he opens the don't door. Don't forget that, Lily. And he out the door. And oh my gosh, he's such a gentleman. We really told him to do all those things. We're taking it from a man's perspective here. However, women do the same thing. Yeah. So we can't just put it on the man. Yes. <laughs> do it. I feel like we did do it. No, but women... I feel like when women though. cheat... They just go to one person that treats them good and they just consistently use that person as a booty call. I don't I don't know really? if I, I I don't know if I know about women that would have twenty cheating partners. Mm. Um, um Joyce says that cheating in total disres cheating is total disrespect and self of self of self and other no responsibility or accountability mixing of Juice adverse effects on health. That's very, very true. The sites of the contamination yeah. and the the bringing over the the energies. Mm. Yeah, but have you ever seen paternity court? Because you just said that <laughs> yeah. woman, yeah, that they just are once. not the father. <laughs> There's like four other men after right. <laughs> And even up to the fourth man, I've known a woman that's had loads of men in there and she still couldn't find out who the father was. But women, ladies, Sistren, I'm mm. talking to you right now. How can you not know? What do you mean? How can you? Well, those women didn't know. No. How how can you be so free with yourself? And okay, we've talked. We spoke about maintenance. Having mm. a maintenance person. Okay, you've got your maintenance person because you need to get yours. If that's you, that's your breakfast. But 
why are you not protecting yourself with each of these pe- these people? You're not on the pill. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Safe sex is not on the pill. That is that is the, that is preventing the one good thing you could bring home. Yes. Yeah. And one good thing out of the the ten thousand awful things. things that you could bring home. Yeah. Why are you just relieving yourself of all of these? three, four, five, six, and it has to be within the space of a week as well. Like, there's a very small mm. window where you could have got pregnant and you've gone and you've allowed all of these men to become one with you. It's definitely. And now you don't know who, possibly all of them give DNA to the baby and... Psychologically, it's, it's very damning as well, that psychologically for a woman to be having multiples like uh, right, a man is created mm. to give a woman is created to take mm-hmm. so we're taking on board all of that energy too mm. so you know with speaking is it um respectful to cheat no as joy rightfully said that cheating is total disrespect of self and um, you have no uh, responsibility or accountability but um we should be responsible and we should be accountable. Mm. I once should have fun about it, but taking responsibility and being accountable for our actions. And like that guy that cheated on his fiance twenty times, just, just don't have a fiance. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Like you, you said, I'm a maintenance her. person. You do not love her. Yeah. So give us five. We're going to play one track, and then we'll be right back. Sounds of Jerome Farrer there. I can't breathe. And um, we know that um, George Floyd's uh, court case has been up, hasn't it, Lily? Yeah. Um, last week. I don't know if there's been a verdict verdict for that yet, but um, we're still awaiting the trial. I know that it's been on the uh, television, so we're still awaiting to see how that all plays out. And hopefully there will be justice for George Floyd. Mm. So given the fact that we don't have... Uh, that much longer to go naturally Lily what is the 10x um, rule and what should we yeah have a look into today <clears throat> so today we are on um what are they called again well the 31 that we was looking at mm-hmm. and we're on number six number six is persist until successful so the ability to persist on a given path regardless of setbacks, unexpected events, bad news and resistance, to continue steadfastly or firmly in some state's purpose or course of action in spite of conditions. It is, sorry, is a trait common to those who make it. I assure you that I, at least, am more persistent than I am talented. So we spoke about hashtag... Charlie. Charlie something something. (laughs) Charlie's bit my finger. No, it wasn't Charlie bit my finger. Hashtag Charlie. Um, National Sorry Charlie Day. And that was all about accepting rejection and, and, or not accepting rejection, but looking at what you've been rejected for in the past Mm. and looking ahead from there. When you were rejected, did you just all of a sudden, did you give up altogether? Or did you find a different path to reach your goal that Mm. you may have... um, being rejected from yeah so being persistent is key if you want to be successful so with, with anything in life yeah persistence is very very important and um in line with what we were speaking out as regards to 
um, cheating respectfully. Um, Asima says, when a man cheats, he is also cheating on his family and kids. Mm. And they don't normally think about our beautiful kids, especially girls. What sort of example are they setting? It will have psychological effect. The disrespect will be on the whole family, not just the man and woman. I feel like they only affect the children if they know about it. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously if there's a breakup in a relationship then yes it will affect the children because mm -hmm. they won't have both of their parents living together yeah um but do the children need to know that oh we broke up because your mum cheated do you know what i mean is mm -hmm. that is that really necessary no i don't think it is i think that the children should be given the ability to still build a relationship with both of those parents regardless of those parents how those parents treated each other mm -hmm. because you may have been disrespectful towards each other and by default then disrespected your children yeah but you always have the just like a woman or a, or a man may take back the cheetah you still have to give children the opportunity to have that relationship yeah. without need they don't need to know the ins and outs of your relationship yeah, because that's between you and the other person. And allow them to be children, like we spoke before, the mm. innocence of a child. But I can see how a child can be affected if that both parents aren't there. Yeah, um, that can definitely, and it's very true about how uh, a father treats um, the mother mm. will be a reflection on the daughter because she will see, or daughters when they they'll see that growing up as well but then so. vice versa i feel like yeah you know me already i'm always an advocate for men mm. if the if the shoe is on the other foot it's still the daughter seeing how the mother is acting yeah so for example if you're allowing the man to disrespect you then that's on you if you're allowing if you're then also that person that's rowdy and you have, have enough man and mm. you know there's always a new mummy's friend coming home then how are your children supposed to see that as well yeah yeah because i think that a lot of people think oh the man left or whatever but the man lives on his own now with his new wife that they get on perfectly well and are managing to raise a family whereas you are bringing home a man every month and hortense has made that point hortense says there are some women that would have various number of men and stayed in control. Mm. She would have introduced them to each other, but they wouldn't know she slept with all of them. Yeah. I call this insecurity trying trying to replace the hidden gaps in her life. Sad. Mm. And that's very true what you just said there, isn't it, Lily, about, yeah. you know... Because I think especially when the children live with the mother, which is usually the case, mm. everyone kind of forgets that dad might go off and live his life but children aren't witnessing him live his life so if he does have 10 women on the go yeah the, the babies aren't growing up knowing that because they're not there to experience that if they're living in the home with a parent that does have 10 people on the go mm. then that's what they're witnessing and if they are with the mother that young girl that we're talking about dads need to you know treat their daughters right because men that's the man that they look up to what about the woman they become yeah. because that's also going to be a reflection of the mother if you think that it's okay for you to have a partner every how often mm -hmm. your maintenance people for example are you discreet with your maintenance people or do your children see them come into your house yeah very very true very true and joy makes a point when we spoke in line with the paternity mm. uh that that when you say they the, the women are so sure 
they're so sure that mm. it was you, it's you, it's you, and, and they've been paying paying child support for eighteen years, go and do the thing, and it's not true. It's such a because they're so sure that it is, and we we are accountable in that way as well. And it's embarrassing. For the person, for me, and for the young it. person, and for the child. Oh, can I bring him out? But why are we even here? Yeah. Yes. Why are we here? Why have mm. you brought me to all these strange people mm. to find out if this man is my dad that you've already introduced to me to for the last year of my life? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. And um, so Natalie's made a point here. It's a really beautiful point that no one, she says, no one's talking about this. Mm. And it says three black kids, Marley, Anala and Alana have the highest IQs ever in the world. Wow. We'll be talking about that next week. We'll highlight wow. that next week. About we spoke about black excellence didn't mm. we on the show and there's so much of it. So much of it. And so high five to Romani, Anala and Alana. Mm. Highest IQs. There was a young there was another young um, African girl that won the mathema mathematics championship. She was only fifteen. Wow. And she'd come fifteen points clear of all the top sets like London, Japan, all those ones. She was from Nigeria. Excellent. So she she was top set as well. So Excellent. I know it's kind of gloomy and all this stuff talking about um, cheating respectfully, but sometimes we have it's to tackle these that we come subjects. across though, isn't it? Yeah, these are things that we see. And as um, Grant Cordon says, it's about... So really, it's about changing, isn't it? It's about being persistent, being persistent, mm -hmm. and pushing ahead, pushing forward, and as women and as men, respecting ourselves, because mm -hmm. there's nothing better than having that self-respect and having that self-awareness. Yeah, I think it's so important to look at. Like I've got two daughters, and I mm. do often think what they see me doing, mm. they're gonna then adopt as time goes on, like simple things like putting on makeup or wearing a wig, like we telling our daughters to love what you look like and love yourself regardless, you're beautiful in your natural state and then we're going and caking ourselves in makeup and it does sometimes make me feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Um, so you have to be that parent that looks inward before we look at the other person and say, well, you did this and, you know, making them feel responsible for the attitudes that, can, that our children can have, we as parents, each parent needs to kind of take that responsibility on themselves and just say, am I doing all that I need to do? Cool. Mm -hmm. They will show their colours and the children will see their colours as they grow. As many of us have witnessed, you know, you grow to see what your parents are like. Mm -hmm. um, and you're either a lot like your parent or you're the completely opposite to your parent. But children grow and they see what their parents are like. Yeah, but Arsima makes a point here. She says, without them knowing, kids will feel the stress. And that is very true. Sometimes when we're in a, 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 a state, when we're mm. in a fit of whatever, oh, yeah, our youngsters your emotions. Yeah. pick it up. They yeah. will pick it up. Definitely. So. Again, that self that self respect, not to be disrespected. Mm, and if you definitely. know that your partner's out there doing whatever they're doing, male, female, have that self respect to say, Do you know what? I'm not owning this mm. and I might feel down 
for a bit, mm. but I can always come out of that rut, yeah. as opposed to having to um, remain in it and have to keep going through the hurt, because mm. I think that way we hurt our children more mm. when we do stay in it. Mm. But there's a lot of women that are stuck as well. Because if you are that person that's have that has that habitual cheater mm. as a partner, if you don't know about it, you don't know about it. But yeah. I do feel like you, every every person that's in that situation may have inklings. Yeah, I do think they may have inklings, and there's only so much you can do if you can't prove it. But if you don't feel right. Mm. And you are, like um, Asima says, you are emitting those emotions that are now affecting your children. Yeah. Then that's a conversation you need to have with, the, with your partner if you don't know. If you do know and it's affecting you to the point where you don't think that this is going to work, then do what you have to do. Absolutely. And Sonia says their parents just shouldn't blame each other for the thing. Mm. So it's so someone's gone out there and done whatever, the trust has been broken. Mm -hmm. It's about, like you said earlier, maybe forgiving them once and w working through it. Mm -hmm. Forgiving them twice. If, yeah, maybe the mum did forgive him 20 times because she might just love him, right? She's a strong working, woman. Yeah, but working through it, yeah, but not casting that blame mm. because, again, this guy says he's a serial cheater. <coughs> it's an addiction. Sex is can be an addiction, right? A lot of us are addicted to many different things. Mm -hmm. So for him, that's that's his portion. But yeah. he's free <laughs> in the sense that he's not tied down by no marital contract. Yeah, not yet. But she, they and they don't have no. Did you sign a documentation? But does she know? Like you said. But that's like the other person. We saw this the other day, and the man. What did the man do? And he still got married to the woman. But she I forgave him. It was. She forgive him. I don't know what happened. I can't remember what happened, but he had been doing something before they had gotten married. Mm -hmm. And he didn't tell her what was going on and he still married her, keeping that to himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the one that we done on... Um, uh, he was on the download. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, sexual deviance. Yeah. Things like that. I'm like, you then made them enter into this contract and now, especially if you're a religious person, this is unbinding to death do we part kind of contract. Mm. But this man has nothing, there's nothing there that says we must, you, we have a house together, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. You go, I go, we'll work it out. But we don't have a marital thing that says, I now have to fight for everything I have. Mm. No, you can literally get up and walk away. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy, I can't remember his name, he was a counselor, a guru. Oh, this people, new guy. <laughs> yeah, I know you're saying that. Advice. And he was cheating on his wife. <laughs> he was cheating on his wife. They've been married not long, five months or so, I think it was. It wasn't long. Yes, that's really. And I need to call out all them men out there that were saying about her being on TV with her bonnet and her her face. Listen, because when he came up on, I think he was on socials and he was expo exposing everything that he's done. Both and he's there holding the wife's hand. Yeah. And she's there looking like she. It. And I know what she's feeling. She wanted to just. <laughs> 
go at him, but she couldn't because she's a good Christian woman. And men were going for her. Yeah. Well, if that's what she looks like, then it can't. You know, I'm not surprised that he's gonna step. No, mm. no. Out of order. No. And this is the thing again within lots of um, those religious circles. The man's gone out and done the dirty, and the woman's and getting the backlash for it as well. Guys, we work very hard to look after you, to be the best that we can be. Like, it should be a two, a two, like someone said up there, it is a two-way street. It's Ken, Ken that said that, yeah. isn't it? It's a two-way street. But two-way street, that is a respectful road to travel on. Mm-hmm. That's all that I can kind of say in that situation. You don't want to be driving down the road in only fools and horses, three-wheeler. Yeah. What does that mean? It's a two-way oh, street. Okay. It's We're balanced. riding down the road in, a, in something that's going to mash up. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, so we need to know beforehand, we really do. Shouting out to Shaz Dunks. How are you doing, Shaz? And um, everyone that's tuned in tonight. Well, didn't that time went really, really quick tonight? It is five to seven. So it's five to eight. So following me tonight will be DJ Laro from eight till ten. And um, check out the schedules, beautiful people, as well as um, Charlie Muir and Darnell, the therapist, on, on a Wednesday. Now, um, we have a great variety of, um, of DJs on the show, and we are also looking for new DJs to come, come and join us. Um, George Flavors, shout out George Flavors, doing an awesome, awesome job. Allflavorsradio.com, great bunch of people. Really, we're here to uplift, upbuild, and encourage and empower. Mm. That's what it's all about on this station. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for choosing All Flavours Radio. And um, yeah, I do hope you've enjoyed the show with us tonight. It was a little bit heavy. What do you think? Do you heavy think? and hectic. Heavy and hectic. Like. But, you know, some, some things have got to be said really, isn't it? Mm. So be, be beautiful to your partners. Look after them. Be respectful. And, uh, and solidify, just, you know, solidify together. Mm. And, um, yeah, work in line, love each other, and don't cheat. And if you do, if, you, if you're affianced to anyone out there, let them know so that they can make the choice. No, no, don't let me know. Just leave. Okay. Oh, no, no, you can't just, just leave. You leave. can't. This is, this is, we haven't even started out on our journey and you're already... But he has to let her know or she has to let him know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah? yeah, and then you can make the choice. Yes, you may want to stand. All right, so beautiful people, we will see you. We are here every Tuesday. Check out the schedule. It's like I said, allflavoursradio.com. And all we have left to say really is we'll see y'all on the other, on side. The other side. Take care.